0: Good morning. Welcome to Breakfast with Kent for Wednesday, November 25th, 2020. Brought to you by the great people of today's dentistry, Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best dentist that there is. Call him. 317-849-2933. Take good care of your teeth. It's just that easy. Make the call today. Today, it's the opener for everybody in college basketball. It's going to be fantastic. A day-long college basketball extravaganza. Across all sports networks, including BTN, Big Ten Network starts with McNeese at Nebraska. And then, every two hours, different game. Indiana wraps things up at 8 o'clock tonight against Tennessee Tech, assuming COVID tests go the way that we hope. We're going to see some Indiana basketball. Prior to that, we've got Purdue playing against Liberty up at Mackey Arena. That game starts at 6. That's on CBS Sports Network Network. At 6 o'clock also, Butler takes on Western Michigan. So what do we expect from college basketball this season? We expect that Purdue may take a little bitty back step. Uh, I think that Butler is going to move a step forward. I think Indiana takes a step forward. But I got to tell you, I got a problem with Indiana basketball because I'm not thinking about Indiana basketball, and that's weird for me. I was at Indiana during the heyday right? They were winning national championships. They were regularly winning Big Ten championships. That hasn't been the case in a long, long time. It's been 33 years, more than 33 years since Indiana's won a national championship. They've won uh, two Big Ten titles over the course of the last 15 years or so. Uh, There's been upheaval upheaval in the program. And one of the big complications with indiana basketball is indiana football all of a sudden indiana football at four and one coming off a season where they won eight games they competed really really well and fought back from the dead against ohio state last saturday we're more interested at least i am i can't speak for you but i'll try we're more interested in rehashing the loss against ohio state than we are in looking ahead to indiana basketball and that is strange For anyone tethered to Indiana University, this is a basketball university first. And then football. That seems to be changing. That's pivoting. And that's weird for me. I haven't given a lot of thought to Indiana basketball. I know that Trace Jackson Davis is back. And Jerome Hunter ought to be much better this season. And Al Durham, Rob Finnessy, Christian Lander are in the backcourt. Anthony Leal is going to get some run as a freshman. At at the wing, you've got Trey Galloway, also is an incoming freshman. Uh, Joey Brunk is back. They got a lot of guys, a lot of familiar guys. This is a roster that returns almost intact. Devontae Green's gone. Deron Davis is gone. Fans aren't going to miss them a whole gob. Uh, we never knew whether Devonte Ga- uh, Green was a force for good or bad. We never knew what the net result of him being on the floor was going to be, and Deron Davis had an injury-besotted career. And and so, you know, sadly, he and Devontae, the two guys in the history of Indiana basketball, at least going back 50 years, who didn't get a chance to play in the NCAA tournament despite spending four years on the Bloomington campus. So anyway, what's all this mean? Are we excited about Indiana's basketball season? Are we excited about this program? The program has taken... Very, very small steps forward during the first three seasons under Archie Miller. And now we're headed into a fourth season. And if not a big step forward this year and kind of re-ignition of Indiana basketball fans' faith and enthusiasm for the program, when? Right? At what point? Like, you got uh, an incoming recruiting class for 2021 that stands right now at Logan Duncombe. And that's it. Love Logan Duncan. He's going to be a good player at Indiana, but he's one guy. You got 11 guys on scholarship today. You're losing two, right, in Joey Bronk and Al Durham, and you're going to add one? What's going on with Indiana, and why didn't Trey Kaufman go to Indiana? Why didn't Mason Miller go to Indiana? Uh, I get Caleb first, but there seems to be, I'm not going to say a malaise, but there is a lack of heat. In Bloomington, and that's not a good thing for Indiana basketball. Uh, you know what, Indiana, interesting comment on Facebook yesterday. I wrote a thing at kensterling.com about Indiana basketball. My kind of lack of a real passion for the program this year for the first time in like forever. Even when it was negative, right? Toward the end with Cream, you're like, when in the world are we gonna move on from this self important guy? You know, he had passion, it was about maybe the removal of cream, but it was still passion. Now we're kind of ebbing toward indifference, and I don't like it. And I don't like it within me. I'm not talking about within you or within the fan base. I'm talking about within me. I'm talking about last year, the balcony being empty, both balconies empty for Indiana basketball games. You can talk about how kids are students are thinking about other things and they're distracted from college basketball and the highlight of the week for them is something that they do instead of going to Simon Scott Assembly Hall to watch games. But there's something going on within that basketball program that has sort of removed it from our consciousness. So I think Archie Miller has got to get a little bit more proactive uh, about stumping for the uh, for this uh, for his product and for his guys. He's got to have some enthusiasm and enthusiasm in talking to us about it. you, you can't at, at this point you know it, it, with Indiana Indiana basketball it's always been that the coach has kind of been on the mountaintop right and the fans were trying to get to him up on the mountaintop and and hear what he had to say. now you got Archie Miller up on the mountaintop and and the fans are perambulating their way down. And, and nobody's looking up to see what the hell he's doing. That isn't good. Indiana basketball is at a crossroads. And if they don't take a significant step forward this year, I'm afraid they're going to recede from our consciousness, and that is going to be really, really hard to reverse. I'm not saying that they need to move on from Archie Miller at all. I I don't think his seat should be hot. But you know what? People are kind of doing that, aren't they? Kind of shrugging. And it's not a COVID shrug. This is a genuine basketball shrug about Indiana basketball. Hopefully they're able to play tonight, and hopefully we're all keyed in, and, and we find some reasons to really believe in these guys as, uh, as representatives of our university, our state university, and our program. Uh, college, football's, uh, college football playoff. The rankings were released, Indiana 12th, by the way, which is more than respectable, the highest uh, we've ever seen for Indiana football, and and certainly the highest we've ever dreamed of, to be honest. And right now, the top four are Alabama, Notre Dame, uh, Ohio State, and Clemson. And it's going to stay that, even with a loss in in the top four, because that's who we want to see play in the college football playoff. This is, at, at its heart, it's a TV event. Right? So, Cincinnati, I'm sorry, you can win games from now until forever. You're never going to be in the college football playoff because nobody wants to watch Cincinnati football. BYU, no chance ever of being involved in the college football playoff. Again, you could go 180 and 0 and never get in the college football playoff because nobody wants to watch Brigham Young play football. Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson, and Notre Dame. Those are blue bloods. That's a final four we can rally around and that we're going to watch on TV. You're not going to get teams involved in this thing that we don't want to watch on TV because that will cost money and nobody is is willing to turn their back on cash. Kevin Pritchard, the president of the Pacers, he's going to speak today at 11 o'clock. What are we going to ask him? How's your relationship with Victor Oladipo? And what he's going to say is, i got a great relationship with Victor Oladipo. What are your impressions of Nate Björkrin over the last month since he was hired as the head coach of the Pacers? I have been really, really pleased with uh, Björkrin's creativity and his work ethic, man. He is the first in the door. He is the last to leave. He is doing really good work as far as figuring out how this roster is going to be able to attack the Eastern Conference and succeed in the Eastern Conference. These are the things that Kevin Pritchard's going to say. He's going to say that the plan all along was to bring this roster back intact. We don't know whether that's true, but that's what you're going to say. That's what I would say if I was Kevin Pritchard. Uh, Peyton Manning and Reggie, by the way, we will talk to Kevin Pritchard on today's Inside Indiana Sports Now. So you got that to look forward to. Um, we'll also talk to Laval Jordan or, uh, uh, about the Butler Bulldogs. Can't wait for that. Laval, one of the really, really good guys in college basketball and a wonderful representative of Butler University and a guy who I think is going to get this thing on track and put Butler in a position where they're contending for a Big East crown. Um, Peyton Manning, a finalist for the Pro Football Hall of Fame, he's going to get in first ballot. right? Charles Woodson, first time on the ballot, he's getting in as a first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, you've also got Calvin Johnson, Megatron, who's the first ballot guy. He's going to get in. That's the way it is. I got to tell you, standing next to Calvin Johnson, walking next to him in Detroit as he walked onto the field, he was impressive. One of the most incredibly impressive physical specimens of a human being. Like you walked next to him and you're like, my God, you felt like a fifth grader walking next to an adult. Then that's what it was like walking next to uh, Calvin Johnson. Then you've got 22 other semi-finalists for the modern era selections of which there will be five, which means that those 22, two others are going to get in. Reggie Wayne, one of the finalists. I don't think it's Reggie's time to get in. I think there are going to be two guys. Uh, Alan Fanica isn't a bad, uh, a bad pick. There are other guys like Sam Mills who may may curry some favor with sentimentalists. It, you never know what's going to happen, especially in a, ca- a case like this. Mike Chappell's got the easiest job in the world. And a, last year, presenting for Edger and James, that was a little bit different. Presenting for Marvin Harrison, that was a little bit different. With Peyton Manning, you just stand up in the room and you say, Peyton Manning, thank you. And he's going to get voted in. So that's Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning, probably a Mount Rushmore guy in the history of professional football. Uh, The Colts, they're getting ready to play the Titans for the second time in 17 days. The first time was down in Nashville. The Colts won that game 34-17. Here's the thing with the Titans. You look at the standings and you say, okay, Colts and the Titans tied on top of the AFC South. So this is an absolutely huge game. And it is. Huge game for both the Colts and the Titans. The Colts kind of rolling, the Titans not rolling. The Titans, right now, they're 7-3. and three. They could very easily be 2-8. and eight. They've won two games in overtime, and three of their other wins were by a total of six points. This is not a great football team. They love to run it. They have run it five times out of their 10 games. They've run the ball exactly 34 times. That's kind of weird. I think the Colts match up great with the Titans. The Colts, three-and-a-half-point favorites. I think the Colts win this game. And when they win this game, they kind of, uh, you know what? They stamp their name in ink atop the AFC South because they got five games left after this game. Two of them are against the Texans, who stink on ice, and their last game is against the Jaguars. you got to win those three games. If you win those three games after you're 8-3... You wind up 11-5, and five and you definitely win the AFC South, but you got to do it, and Philip Rivers' toe has got to be all right, and you got other guys who are a little bit banged up. You got to figure out the holding calls. You got to keep your hands on the inside, not on the outside. Got to do all that stuff. Michael Pittman has got to continue to improve and get better and become more dynamic, Uh this is, That defense has got to continue to play, and they've got to continue to stay healthy. Julian Blackman has got to stay healthy. Darius Leonard has got to stay healthy. DeForest Buckner has got to stay healthy. Those three guys retain their health. I think that the Colts have a hell of a chance to go into the playoffs, maybe raise a little bit of hell. You're not playing for home field advantage because only one team gets home field, and that is going to be either the Pittsburgh Steelers or the Kansas City Chiefs. They've distanced themselves from everybody else the Colts could get on a bit of a roll though wind up winning the AFC South and uh I don't know let's see what happens right it it hadn't gone well for Phillip Rivers in all his years being a starter he's never gone to a Super Bowl and and this year maybe this isn't the time either playing you know you've got the Steelers who are really good you got the Chiefs who are really good it's going to be a tough road to hoe Once they get to the playoffs, assuming that they win this Sunday against the Titans. Going to be really, really a fun game, though. I can't wait. This last weekend against the Packers, how much fun was that? And I didn't tweet this, and it really pisses me off. But they were down 28-14 at the half. And I really thought, sitting up in the press box, you know what? They're going to win this game. They're going to come back and win this game. I had a great feeling. ...about where they were. Down 14 to a team with Aaron Rodgers as a quarterback. It didn't make sense to me. So I didn't tweet it. Idiot. Let's celebrate some birthdays on this day before Thanksgiving. Shall we? By the way, I tweeted this yesterday. If Trevor Lawrence is paying attention... ...and he saw what happened to Joe Burrow over the weekend... ...and sees what his uh, prognosis is with the torn ACL, the torn MCL, and maybe some other things going on in that knee. If I'm Trevor Lawrence, I am really thinking about saying no thank you to the New York Jets. Do not take me first overall, because I'm not signing. I'll come back to Clemson before I sign with the Jets, because if you sign with the Jets, they got a jacked up offensive line. You're going to be protected in the way that Joe Burrow was, and your career is going to be in jeopardy because it began or will begin with the New York Jets. I'd tell them, no, I ain't signing. I'm pulling a John Elway, an Eli Manning. I'm saying, nana, no, no, not playing for the Jets. And, and the final, you know, the final shovel of dirt onto that coffin would have been watching Joe Burrow get hurt and see him carted off the field with that torn up knee. If I'm Trevor Lawrence, I ain't going to the Jets. Uh, birthdays, Jacqueline Seeley, happy birthday, Vinnie uh, Wolbert, happy birthday, Sherry Cockerell, happy birthday, John Marisak, celebrating a birthday, the great Ronnie Jackson, happy birthday, the great Steve Olsher, happy birthday, the great Tom Brew, celebrating a birthday, Paul Page, happy birthday, the great Jared Jeffries, celebrating a birthday, the great Jed Duvall, former program director at WIBC, happy birthday, uh, Paul McKee, Polly Rydell, Happy birthday. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. I want to give you a, and and if not, celebrate somebody else. It's best done with an honest and specific compliment, all right? And uh, I think we're going to talk tomorrow. Have a great Thanksgiving. We may do uh, it a little bit later. Might sleep in tomorrow and do breakfast with Kent a little bit later for Thanksgiving. But I want to give you uh, gift ideas. One is completely self-serving, although not really because I get paid a minimal amount of money. For every one of these that is sold. Oops! I've made mistakes. This book chronicles 37 of them, and what I learned from those mistakes, you can get it at Amazon.com. You can also get the audiobook, or you can get it, you know, for an iPad or or whatever tablet. Uh the audiobook I voiced. Learned a lot during that process. I gotta tell you the truth. Uh voicing audiobooks, one of the things I learned is that voicing audiobooks um not in my, uh, not my wheelhouse, and not something that I would be willing to do even for a lot of money voicing an audiobook. It is tedious work, even reading your own story. But this, here's something you could get. You got to have a little bit of cash to be able to do this and get one of these. This is a HomePod from Apple. These are great. The sound is spectacular out of these. If you've got Apple TV, you can hook it up to the Apple TV. It becomes a, a really nice speaker for your TV, an upgraded speaker for your TV. Or you can subscribe to Apple Music like I do. And you can just say, hey, you know what? Play, uh, play Procol Harem. Outcomes comes like Procol Harem's greatest hits. All right? Every song you can think of will come out of this thing. When you subscribe to Apple Music and and you have one of these, it hooks up with your home uh, digital system uh, wirelessly. And it's just absolutely fantastic. It may be uh, the best piece of technology that we bought for the house in, in forever, since probably since uh, PlayStation came out. Anyway, have a great day. Talk to you tomorrow on Thanksgiving. I can't wait. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile